If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. Conservative, not bitter indeed. Yes, I am back at it here as we're tiptoeing around the holidays. It's great to be ha- uh, back. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas holiday. Hope you're going to have a great New Year as well. It's good to uh, good to be here. Lots of stuff happening, as you well know. When is, uh, once we get through the, the holiday season, we've got 2020 staring us in the eyeballs now <clears throat> as we're looking to well to see where this impeachment saga goes next uh what the next bit of strategy where the next card is played uh, from nancy pelosi the democrats the radical left so we'll unpack that as time permits but today today being uh, a little bit different time of time of year <clears throat> of course there's a lot of well there's some things i want to catch up on but this is something that i've wanted to do for some time. In fact, I've uh, we've done this a little bit, but as we're in the process of jumping to a second hour here, what I want to do is share a couple of conversations I've had with some of our new advertisers. I think you'll find uh, you'll hear a lot more about these folks as we get into the the new year into 2020. But I wanted to introduce those folks to you today uh, during this kind of special, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day edition of the program. Um, I, I hesitate saying it's a slow news day because there's a lot of things to discuss, but it's not like it normally is uh, just simply because of uh, the, the the time of year. But we're uh, going to be that's going to be changing quickly. So that being said, I got a lot of stuff I want to cram in here today. So as you know, we are launching a second hour of this program in January. And so I want to introduce to you a couple of our new advertisers. And so since I have three that I want to get to today, three that I want to get to today, including one, including one that has uh, that's was a friend of mine in high school, who may or may not have some things to say about me from uh, years past when I was uh, high schooler, college age sort of guy, heck, junior high kid for that matter. So that being said, I want to jump right into it today and share some conversations I've had with some folks who have made. 2020, the expansion to a second hour possible. Thank you for uh, your support as well. And I want to get right to this by sharing our first conversation. Hope you enjoy. Well, as you know, we have been in the process of preparing to add a second hour to this program, and that is only possible for two reasons. Number one, we have listeners in the audience who have subscribed, become members of our bonus content, become members of the conservative Not Better Party, and we have also added some new advertisers. And it is with that in mind that I would like to welcome to the program one of our newest advertisers. It is Clint Weatherill. He's the president 
of Zuluscape Property Management. Clint, how are you, sir? Doing great, Todd, and uh, thanks for having uh, thanks for having me on. I hope you're doing well. Well, it's a joy to have you guys on. It's a pleasure to have you partner with the program. I guess for for the listeners that may be hearing the name Zuluscape uh, Property Management for the first time, maybe tell them a little bit about what you do and how you might be able to help them. Well, we really cater to the investment property owner that really wants a handoff. Ex- uh, hands-off experience and for us to handle everything uh, from A to Z. You know, we our company slogan is let us help you enjoy owning a rental instead of hating being a landlord. And the reason for that is uh, property management and investment properties can be tough. Uh, there's lots of moving parts. There's uh, finding uh, the proper tenant for a property. There's the legalities of signing the proper paperwork for a property. And then one of the most important pieces is like the ongoing uh, maintenance and uh, day-to-day management of a property. So this is something we've been doing for a very long time. I've been in the business for over 15 years. The process has uh, evolved over the time that uh, I've been in business. We've got a great staff of uh, 14 people that help facilitate that, and it's really just streamlining the entire investment process. Uh, sometimes we even help with the acquisition of an investment property, and sometimes we just have owners that uh, bring the property for um, you know to us to uh, to help engage the entire uh, you know, process of helping uh, to find a tenant um, and then you know from there the day-to-day management and a lot of times we we try to take the stress out of it to where our clients are just uh, collecting a, a check and we're doing all the hard work I think that that resonates with a lot of folks I know some folks that may have you know, a couple of a couple of rentals or some uh, smaller number, and it can be it can be a very big uh, drain on your time. And if you don't have enough properties to where you have a, a team or you know what you're doing in all those instances, that can be a pretty big uh, headache and hassle. And so, you know, one of the things I try to make sure that people understand who are listening to this program. I mean, I I get to know the folks who advertise on our program. It's it gets a little harder the more we get, but I mean, we've sat down a couple times. You guys have a great a great operation. So maybe I guess for that that landlord who's got a couple of you know a, a couple of houses in his or her portfolio, what are some some practical ways that you can maybe help them and take some of that burden off their shoulders? I think one thing you see with a lot of uh, property managers, um, or excuse me, people that try to manage their own property, um, a lot of times individuals that are managing their own property they get emotionally involved with the tenant. And that creates a dynamic um, that's not very conducive to the success. You know, where uh, owners are getting emotionally involved with the tenants that they have in place, and then, God forbid, a situation comes up with that tenant, sometimes those emotions can get in the way. Um, whereas hiring um, an experienced property manager like, like us, you know, we, we take that emotion, you know, out of it. And in most cases, I explained to our clients, it's actually cheaper to have us managing the property for them than for them to manage it on their own. Not to say that we don't have any compassion, but we are required as licensed um, property managers to look out for the best interests of our clients. And that basically, bottom line, means we're going to do everything we can to put uh, that auto deposit into our client's bank account every month. So, you know, we, we kind of bridge that gap 
where uh, sometimes it can be a little clouded whenever um, a property owner is dealing directly, you know, with with the client themselves. Sure. And then also, you know, on top of it, you know, we have, um, you know, in-house maintenance. We have in-house 24-hour maintenance. And it, it, one of the things you're seeing in today's uh, marketplace, it's harder and harder to find people to work on their house. Um, you know, it's, it's not as the, – the trade work isn't as popular as it used to be a generation ago. And the people that we have in place as far as an ongoing maintenance standpoint, I will put up against anybody in the city and for a better price than anyone in the city. And that's something that property owners are really going to struggle with finding the proper people to take care of the day-to-day maintenance on their properties, where that's something that we have uh, we've built that system over the many years in business that really separate us from other property managers. So what is it that we, we met here a couple of couple of months ago initially, and we've gotten mm-hmm. together a couple of times. So I guess what, what made you decide that, hey, this is something that we would like to do, advertise on this program, uh, you know, communicate with people in this listening audience? What was it that made you decide to do that? Well, there's been a, you know, an increased demand um, over the years for people to get into uh, investment property and into real estate. And, you know, we, we, you know, in speaking with you, we realized that this was a target uh, you know, market for us of people that own um, investment properties. And I think that, you know, over the last um, 10 years since, you know, coming out of the, the economic crisis that we saw 10 years ago, you know, lots of people have been able to successfully get into real estate at a great price. But the ongoing problem that everyone seems to have is the, the, the day-to-day management piece of it. A lot of times people think that that's something that they want to take on themselves, but then they also realize that, um, you know, they – so they fail to realize in the beginning that you know, they've got a lot of other responsibilities, whether that be their own job, their own nine-to-five job or day-to-day job, or their, the responsibilities they have, you know, with their families. And sometimes property management can get in its way. So, you know, we're really uh, reaching out um, to your listeners. Um, your listeners, you know, um, you know, they a lot of times they listen on the way to work. Um, this is something that we want them to know that we would love to be the ones that help bridge that gap and help them succeed in their real estate investment needs. Well, that's fantastic. And I want the listeners to know that again, we've we've gotten to know each other here and and I think that what you guys are doing is is great. I think that folks who are you know considering, you know asking themselves these questions, do we do we need this sort of help? Could we benefit from this? I definitely think that it's at least worth having a conversation with with you and your team, Clint, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the program. Well, we thank you for the opportunity also. We're excited uh, you know, to be uh, to be advertising with you. And the last thing I would say to your audience is we'd love the opportunity to sit down and um, you know, go through a game plan and show you, you know, how our services you know, can, can benefit. Well, that's fantastic. That's Clint Weatherill. He is the president of Zuluscape Property management. They want to help you enjoy owning a rental instead of hating being a landlord. I think that's fantastic. Clint, thanks again for joining the program, sir. Okay. Thanks so much, Todd. Thank you. Welcome back. It's a special edition, a holiday edition, a New Year's edition, New Year's Eve edition, New Year's Day edition of the Todd Huff Show. We are in the process, 
process here of transitioning to a second hour. Those that have listened for some time know this. This is not the normal format of the program, but I wanted to make sure that we paused and spent a little bit of time uh, talking about uh, this today and especially uh, use this opportunity to introduce you to some of the new advertisers, new advertisers who have helped make that second hour possible. And for those of you who became members of the Conservative Not Bitter Party who also have helped us, I would like to thank you as well. We'll be acknowledging Acknowledging some members and some other folks who made this possible as time moves along into 2020. But I want to jump here quickly because I want to make sure I get all three of these conversations in. I'd like to uh, next welcome a new advertiser to the program, Citizens Bank. Now, listen, I know if <clears throat> excuse me, you're in you're in uh, Indianapolis area. These these folks are uh, right in your neck of the woods. If you're in Utah, uh, these folks are not in your neck of the woods. But I'm telling you. We're in the process uh, of doing some things here that are going to help us to uh, begin to find, to get more local advertisers on the uh, Utah station as well. We have not forgotten about you. It is a priority. We uh, simply are, well, we can't keep up with um, all the all the moving parts here right now. We have a new a new salesperson starting here in just about a week. So hopefully we'll begin to get to that here in the very near future. So uh, but but please don't don't think that we've uh, forgotten about you at all. So that being said, I'd like to welcome Nick Gibson to the to the program and share a conversation I had with Nick at Citizens Bank. Hope you enjoyed as well. For those of you that have listened to the program for some time, you know that we are doing a campaign to kickstart hour number two. We're going to be expanding to a second hour, and as a part of that campaign. Um, we have been um, having you know listeners like you in the audience signing up for membership packages, discounted membership packages to the Conservative Not Bitter Party, and we've been bringing on some advertisers along in this process as well. And it's with that backdrop in mind that I would like to welcome my next guest. It's Nick Gibson. He is the branch manager of Citizens Bank, Monrovia, and Eminence branches in central indiana nick it's good to have you how are you sir i'm great how are you i'm doing just fine i appreciate you guys coming on as an advertiser it's great to have you and especially here in my my local community this program is, is broadcast in monrovia yeah right down the street that's right you are right down the street yeah. from us so what was it that made citizens decide to to partner with us and to become an advertiser on the program yeah so i mean you're a local guy obviously from monrovia um, I assume a lot of you, I assume a lot of your audience is um, here local in Monrovia, and that's our customer base. We're a local bank. Um, we like to stay a local bank. We're not trying to expand. Um, so our focus is this community, and you're obviously in this community. So that's why we wanted to be here to talk to you. Well, that's something that I've I've always uh, I, I've talked with with folks at, at Citizens uh, about this in the past, and it makes a lot of sense because it is right here. Uh, this is where I'm I'm born and raised. It's the the hometown. It's uh, the home studio now. So. So, I mean, if someone goes into the branch, they can literally say, hey, I want to talk to the guy that was on Todd's show as Nick in, right? I mean, they can, they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm there um, 45 hours a week, 50 hours a week. So uh, pretty much any day you come in there and need me, I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, yeah, you can ask for me directly. My office, I stand right behind the teller line most of the day. So yeah, your office um, is right the there. Eminence branch, um, I'm only there once every couple of weeks. I'm actually based out of the Monrovia branch. So if you really wanted to come see me, I would recommend coming to Monrovia for sure. Mm -hmm. So who? what are some things, what are some services that you could offer to someone who's listening right now, maybe who's, I don't know, not, not happy with the big bank or 
just just looking to um, you know for maybe opening a new checking account, savings account, mortgage. What are some things that you guys can can help with? Yeah, so I mean we help with all of that, um, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't know is we do more than just checking accounts. A lot of people think that you know you can come open your checking, savings, CDs. When people think of banks, that's what they think of. Um, but with us, you know, your auto loans, your mortgage, um, we do really everything. Um, and it's all done, you know, here locally. Our, our main office is right here in Mooresville. So our underwriting, our, you know, everything's right there in Mooresville. So, um, you know, with bigger banks, whenever you're going through a loan process, you're typically dealing with someone in Ohio or New York or somewhere like that. Um, with us, it's all local. So, um, but yeah, we do anything, anything you can think of, banking, merchant services for businesses, um, everything. We do mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. So in addition to running the branch at Emnitz and in Monrovia, you also um, are involved with another organization that I wanted to ask you about briefly. That's called the League of Miracles, which is located just uh, well in the Mooresville area, correct? Yeah, yeah it's called Camby, but yeah, it's Mooresville. Okay, yeah. Camby. That's right. For us old-timers, Mooresville <laughs> and Camby have kind of merged together. Right, so. me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so tell us what the League of Miracles is. It, it's it's a really great uh, organization, what you guys are doing over there. Maybe tell the, the listeners a little about that. Yeah, so League of Miracles is a baseball league for kids with disabilities. Um, we've got kids from Damar that come out and play, um, and then we also have kids from the community with disabilities, um, ranging from physical disabilities, mental disabilities, um, really anything. Uh, it's a rubber field, so if you're, you know, in a, hand, in a wheelchair, um, we're able to take you out on the field and kind of, you know, they're still able to play. Um, we have about 80 kids that come out and play with us last year. Um, so yeah, it's just a baseball league. It's it's a really really good time. We run in the in the summer and in the fall. And if someone wants to help out that organization, what are some things that they might be able to do? Sure. So the thing we need most is typically volunteers. Um, so you can go, you can find us on Facebook, League of Miracles. Um, also online, it's leagueofmiracles.org, I believe. Um, you can sign up to volunteer, but that's what we need the most. You know, whenever you get two teams of, you know, t- two teams playing, it's typically about 25 to 30 kids. And it's me as the field manager by myself. So if I have no volunteers, I'm out there with 30 kids trying to run a baseball game mm-hmm. by myself. Um, so volunteering, obviously, um, and we we obviously accept um, sponsors because um, it's a non you know we have to fund it. So mm-hmm. um, those are the two ways you could really help is either volunteering or sponsoring. Sure, yeah, it's, you you guys do you do great work. I've seen uh, you know I, I know some folks involved with that, and I've seen some uh, some some of the things that have gone on over there. So you've helped a lot of a lot of kids who really have never had this opportunity to play before. So God yeah. bless you for what you're doing thank with you. that. And, and Nick, too, I want to thank you and for Citizens Bank for coming on and, and being an advertiser here. And for those who are you know in the market, maybe looking for you know uh, just whatever the banking financial needs might be, consider checking out Citizens Bank and go ahead and walk right into that Monrovia branch and ask for Nick, Nick Gibson, the branch manager of the Monrovia uh, branch at Citizens Bank. So Nick, it's a pleasure having you. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. So this is our special New Year's Eve and New Year's Day program. Again, a time to kind of catch up, a time to, I guess, to to thank you. I haven't done that yet already. Should have made sure I did that off the top of the program. But this has been a quite an, I guess, uh, an eventful year. And I'd like to thank each and every one of you for making that that happen. No matter how you do that, tune into the program. I mean, you're well advised to tune into this program every day. 
Um, in fact, that's that's probably advised, I would even say, by your medical professional to tune into this program every day. And if you miss it, download the podcast, and you can listen as a uh, to the podcast for free uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen. But I, I, this is the time to reflect and to look back and to say thank you. Thank you to the listeners, the stations, the advertisers who've made this this possible so far. I'm just I'm, I'm very grateful. And then to look forward and to show some appreciation and with those who have helped us um, secure the second hour, which we'll be moving into later in January. So with that being said, that being said, this next little conversation I think should be somewhat enjoyable for you. This is a an advertiser of ours from. They, they were one of our earliest advertisers, Freegee and Freegee Auctions and Marketing. You've heard me talk about them. In fact, they have a gun, excuse me, firearms auction. Don't know if I'm allowed to say gun today. People freak out. I know you don't, but you know, you know what I mean. Firearms auction, Freegee and Freegee Auctions on, it's their annual New Year's Day firearms auction happening tomorrow, January 1st, 1 p.m., 1 p.m. at their facilities in Clayton, 2340 U.S. Highway 40 West, Clayton, Indiana. You can find out information, see some of the firearms by visiting their website, freegeauctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E, auctioneers with an S, dot com. So they've got that going on tomorrow, but today I want to share a conversation. He actually came into the studio. It was the first time I've ever done a face-to-face interview, which might sound a little bit weird, but normally we do these things over the telephone. First time I've ever done one sitting face-to-face with someone here in the studio. So a little bit different experience for me. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'm grateful for uh, what Freegee's uh, done to help to support the program. And I'm grateful for you, those of uh, those of you who have checked out their auctions. Um, I think you'll find that it's uh, some great value, a great time, and uh, some really cool stuff you'll find at uh, some of their auctions. So with that being said, here is my conversation with Freegee. TJ Freegee goes back to a friend of mine all the way back to junior high and high school. So Hope you enjoy this. You'll learn a little bit about uh, some of, uh, I guess, some things maybe even about uh, me and, and TJ when we were younger as well. So I hope you enjoy this. All right. It is my good pleasure. I've never done this before. We're actually in studio with a good friend of mine, one of our advertisers from the earliest days, TJ Freegee of Freegee Auctions, Freegee and Freegee Auctions and Marketing. TJ, thanks for coming in. How are you? I'm doing real good, Huffer. How are you, buddy? And I'm doing great. It's good to have you here, and I appreciate you uh you advertising. So we were talking here a little bit ago. What made you decide? You've been advertising for several years now. What made you decide to to jump on board with us? Well, to to be quite frank, you know, you and I have known each other for a long time. We played AAU basketball together and uh when we were gosh, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old and and then we played high school football together. We played high school basketball together and and you reached out to me and and uh, you know, I've always considered us pretty close friends and I was like, yeah, you know, let's 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 help uh, Huffer out. Let's let's advertise for his show and see if he can get this thing off the ground. And um, so originally, you know, we decided to kind of advertise with you um, to kind of help out a friend. And what we've come to realize is, you know, your audience reach and for what uh, for what our business is, uh, a lot of like minded people listen to your radio show that that are into, uh, you know, the auction method of marketing, um, you know, conservative minded folks that uh I want to come out on a Saturday afternoon and and bid on uh, high quality assets at auction. So, uh, you know, we we track it when people come to our auctions. Um, you know, we ask how did you hear about us, and and more and more each month, uh, people say, well, Todd Huff Radio, Todd Huff Radio, Todd Huff Radio. So, you know, just to be honest with you and the listeners, at first we did it to help you out. Now we're you know now we're seeing the the fruits of your labors. Well, I'm glad that you did that, and I'm glad we're able to help our listeners. Are a great are a great uh, group of people. These are folks who. 
you know, they're, they're every everyday average folks, right? They're, they're working for their families. Some of them own a business. Uh, some of them, you know, a lot of them have a family. They've got a home to take care of. They've got, they got some go to church and, you know, folks that are that are busy living their lives, uh, candidly, if we had more people like this, uh, instead of you know, kind of this victim culture that we've got today and all this stuff, I think the world would be a, a much better place. So the people that come into to your auctions, maybe tell us the types of auctions you're doing, and uh, maybe who might want to come in and, and and look at you know one of one of your auctions. Well, we have three branches of our company. We have the the auction division, um, and we specialize in high end personal property real estate, uh, and firearms. So we do two to three firearms auctions a year. And I know originally when we had advertised with you, that's kind of what we had promoted was the firearms division. Um, we do quarterly real estate auctions. So uh, once a quarter, we have anywhere from two to 10 and sometimes even 15 properties that we, we offer um, at auction to people. Uh, the reason we do that is it cuts down the cost to the, uh, to the seller. Uh, the marketing expense can kind of be shared between those properties, and then we can get, uh, you know, what we believe is is uh, fair market value for your asset. When we advertise the asset, we get people the same time, same location to competitively bid. Uh, we're going to get fair market value for it. So that's that's the auction side. Uh, then we have conventional real estate. My mom's our, our real estate broker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we currently have three or four uh, residential listings. When we go meet with a family or a client. Uh, we try and, and work with them and, and figure out what's the best fit for their scenario because, you know, in the end, uh, we want to help people, and that's the most rewarding part about what we do is people come to us with a problem, uh, and then we're able to help them find a solution to that problem and put a little money in their pocket along the way. Uh, and then the third side is the appraisal division, and my dad kind of heads that up, so we're truly family-owned. Uh, uh, certainly a blessing to get to work with your parents every day. So um, we do uh, real estate appraisals, uh, personal property appraisals, but mainly real estate for a lot of the local banks, um, a lot of the local farmers, uh, a lot of, of attorneys for personal property and stuff. So, Okay, so one of the things that, well, our listeners are going to want to know especially, but, um, but before I get to that, I want to ask you, so I know with um, some of the auctions that you guys do, I can people can bid online, which this was maybe not a new concept in the you know the industry or whatever but for me when i've gone to a couple of your auctions it kind of was an interesting dynamic that i guess i'd not seen before or wasn't familiar with so people can bid on not all the auctions right not everything but right. some things they can right. bid pretty much wherever they've got a connection online maybe speak to that a little bit yeah so uh on our typical monthly market auction uh what we have we'll have anywhere from uh uh, three to sometimes six or seven estates in there, and then we have uh, we have a couple of people, a couple of guys that work for us that that go out and and buy stuff to to resell at auction. So we'll have three auction rings that run run at once. We call our uh, uh, main ring or ring one, what we call it. We have it as smalls and collectibles. So it's anything from uh, you know we had a purse collection in there this time to salt pepper shakers to you know any household items, anything that would come out of a normal estate. Uh, had some really cool metal toys and stuff that were in that. And ring two uh, is our furniture and furniture and appliance ring, uh, you know, and, and we, we bring all the appliances in from these estates. And, uh, you know, we plug them in and, and we guarantee them for two weeks, which a lot of not a people do. Not a lot of people do. We guarantee them for two weeks and they can check those out and then all of our furniture. And then we have um, our drive-through ring is what we call it, um, where we'll have what we call rolling stock. Uh, and we sell on a monthly basis. We'll have uh, anywhere from you know, 25 to 50 good used automobiles that we sell that, that we bring in and we've got a shop next to our auction facility. Our guys go through those cars. They, they warm them up to temperature. They take them down the road. They check the fluids. And if there's an issue with that car, we tell you about it. 
Uh, and then we'll have uh, lawn mowers. Um, we buy from a, a couple of tractor dealers, so we'll have anywhere. We've had as many as 75. We've had as few as 20. Uh, and then we have side-by-sides, Polaris Rangers, Kubota RTVs, uh, just, just a little bit of anything that will drive through, uh, and we sell those. So those are what are typically available for online bidding uh, is in our drive-through ring. Uh, you can check out our website, freegauctioneers.com. There's always a bidding link. And then, of course, uh, all our firearms auction, uh, is, which is our next one, is January the 1st. Uh, it's going to be the best one we've ever had. We've got over 500 catalog right now. Really? And we've got two other collections that uh, we're talking to that would get us close to 1,000 firearms for January the 1st. We're not quite wow. there yet. But we'll definitely be over uh, 500. But you can bid online there. And then on our real estate auctions, there's there's always an opportunity. We sold a farm. It's been several years ago uh, in the fall of the year. And the and the backup bidder was in his combine bidding on his telephone. Really? He didn't get the farm <laughs> bought, but he was in there. Just, you know, giving people as busy as, as everybody is in this yeah. world, you know, uh, given the convenience of being able to bid, you know. And, and that's why we went to monthly auctions. We do one a month. And we try and have, you know, I think we had like 1,840 lots total that we sold. Uh, Saturday, so wow. it's was, it was pretty fun. Well, I know your firearms auction. I've been to a couple of those, and and those are impressive. From what you've had, you're telling me you've got a bigger one coming up. But I've been to a couple, and just to see, I mean, you've got collectible guns. You've got, I mean, you've got personal protection firearms. You've got some long guns. I mean, maybe tell us a little bit about that. And there's a lot, a lot to choose from. And if you have a bigger one than normal, I mean, what I've seen is a lot. So you've got something even. It's bigger than that. Yeah, so we are, um, you know, kind of a nice thing of purchasing from us, uh, firearm at auction, is we are FFL dealers, so we're licensed. Uh, so if you come to our facility, whether you're buying or selling, if, if somebody brings us a firearm to sell, we log that in under their name according to the FFL rules. And then uh, an individual comes and buys that firearm, we log that firearm out to them. So as a seller, that takes the liability off of you mm-hmm. because it's seen where that gun is transferred. Um, you know, and as a buyer, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of times you've got to, to come and, and, um, you know, purchase the firearm at auction and then go to a gun dealer down the road and pay a $25 transfer fee and all that stuff. So, you know, we've been licensed firearm dealers for a long, long time. So we kind of take that portion out of it, which is really nice. Um, but to speak to the auction we've got coming up, we've got, uh, a collection out of the Western part of the States, a bunch of first generation single action Colts. So, um, wheel guns, revolvers from the 1890s to the early 1900s oh, wow. that are just that are just amazing. Um, we developed a relationship with a couple of distributors who will send us new firearms, brand new firearms. Um, so we've got just a little bit of everything. We'll have shotguns. We'll have you know we'll have AR-15s. We'll have mm-hmm. Glocks. We'll have old Colts. We'll have new Colts. We'll have you know Smith and Wesson. Uh, you know 22s. We'll have Winchesters. I mean, just we'll hit the we'll hit the whole board. We'll have guns that bring 150 200 dollars and we'll have some that'll bring 10 12 15,000. So mm. it's it's a really going to be a really exciting auction. Yeah, for I've us. always been impressed when I've been there. So we played sports in high school, a junior high, I guess Anything you would, I guess, share with the listeners about, I don't know, is there a story or something that happened or just the experience of what, I have no idea what you're going to say here, so I'm buckling up. <laughs> you know, um, kind of the fondest memory that I have of you, and, and uh, I think you're going to be taken back when we start talking about it. When when we first met, we were we were pretty young, pretty competitive, pretty uh pretty wild for the lack of yeah, for the lack bit, of yeah. better terms. You know, we probably did some stuff we shouldn't discuss on the radio, but <laughs> uh, but you know, we we were you were ultra competitive, uh, and worked really, really hard. And, and kind of the thing that, uh, and I'll bring in Jerry Dotson into this, um, you know, the fellowship of Christian athletes kind of, kind of, I think really what made us become close, uh, just realizing that, that, you know, there is a higher power. There is something we're supposed to give back to. There is, you know, 
life after death, there is eternity, you know, and, and, and seeing how, you know, you kind of jumped into that and really took a bite of it. You know, when I was in high school, I was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know, you know, junior high, eh, I don't know. And, and, uh, you know, seeing you and Jerry and, and, you know, going to church in Gasburg, Indiana together and sitting mm-hmm. in the back row and, and kind of developing and cultivating our faith. And, and I was talking to a good friend of mine, uh, from Tennessee about, you know, how the ebbs and ties of faith and how you can struggle with that, how you can this and how you can that. And he told me, he said, you know, there's a verse in the Bible. And he said, I can't remember it. He was traveling. I was traveling. He said, but you know, it talks about, it talks about eating meat, you know, um, and, and I've been looking for that verse and I haven't looked it up and I can't quote it right now, but he and I got to talking. He says, you get to a point in your faith to where you're supposed to get out of the pew and go work in the church and go work, whether it's in the, you know, taking care of the kids or parking people or doing security and let somebody else sit in that pew and eat that meat when you get to a point in your, in your faith. So I uh, kind of went off on a little bit of a gambit, but uh, that that's kind of uh, the memory that I always have of you is, is the competitiveness that you, that you had and we had. And, and, you know, this doesn't mean a lot to, to people right now, but when we played uh, football at Monrovia high school, our <laughs> freshman, sophomore and junior year, we weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're pretty good now. And, and uh, we like to think that I think we had the first winning season, like we were six and five or yeah. senior year, they had the first winning season. And then, you know, in basketball, we won the, we won the sectional championship for the first time in 54 years. So, you know, I mean, kind of the movie Hoosiers, the whole town shut <laughs> down, right, but yeah. we were leaving the, the streets were lined and people were honking their horns and following us out to Terre Haute. I mean, it was, uh, that was something it, else, it, yeah. was, it was an experience that I'll, that I'll never forget. But, it was. Uh, but uh, seeing how, uh, you know, how bold in your faith you still are, you know, that's an inspiration to a lot of people and, and, uh, you know, try and live, you know, for the better good and, and know that there's, you know, opportunities to get back to your community, opportunities to be a better person, to be a better Christian, to be a better human. And, and that's the, that's the stuff that I think draws you and I's connection together. That's been, we've been friends Huffer, for <laughs> a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's been 25 years at least. Yeah. It's crazy to think back at that. And I appreciate that. I was, uh, I wasn't expecting that, but I, you know, this is what makes America great to me, right? And this, this is ultimately at the, at its core, I would say what it is that motivates me to believe the things that I do is that freedom is a good thing, of course, but then good people exercising their freedom. And these are often, not always, but often religious folks that are doing things uh, that they feel called by, compelled by God to do. And so, um, it's good to it's good to hear you uh, to say that. I will say this: <clears throat> I do remember winning the sectional back in 1996. <laughs> is that right? That's Freedom? correct. 1996, wow. and we were one of the things embarrassed me to my core back then. <clears throat> I remember that we uh, we actually made a stop. You have to correct me, <laughs> but we made a stop after the victory in the hometown of the team we beat, which I didn't think at the time was a great idea, but I seem to recall you were kind of excited about that. <laughs> I can remember, uh, I don't know if I should call out Coach Sampson or not, but uh, I can remember we were we were preparing for that game and, and uh, the hometown team that had beat us in the regular season by like 30 points. And they were, I can remember distinctly, they were, they were just beating the brakes off of us and still pressing us with a minute to go in the mm-hmm. game. <clears throat> and uh, Coach Sampson was not real happy. I was his first year's head coach there. And, uh, you know, we got the sectional draws came out, and, you know, we had to beat a couple of schools. And then we got to there in the finals. And I remember we called him Sambo. I remember Coach Sambo <laughs> saying, I remember him saying, uh, if we win, we're going to take this trophy to Taco Bell. <laughs> so uh, 
So we won, and there was no way I, we were not going to Taco Bell. Uh, I was like, "We're we're going." He's like, "I just don't." I was like, "We're going." Yeah. And uh, yeah, we took that we took that trophy that into the local Taco. That's a true story. That did happen. I'm not sure I wanted to get off the bus back then, but that was uh, <laughs> no, it was quite the accomplishment, and it was a big a big deal for our for our small town. So one last thing, someone let's say someone out here in the audience is is thinking of uh, maybe advertising, jumping on board. What would you what would you say to them? You know, uh, you know, when you and I first sat down at uh, Chili's in Plainfield, uh, you know, we had talked about it, and, and you said, you know, what are you looking for? And I said, you know, I, I want to grow our business. Uh, I don't want to grow it so fast that we can't manage it, and we can't manage the, the taking care of our client and taking care of our seller and, you know, being courteous to our buyer. And then, you know, you started bringing out demographics of the people that watch your show or, excuse me, listen to your show. Uh, some people watch on Facebook. You know, you do have a face for That's radio. True. For That's sure. true. That's Remind people of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you start talking about demographics and the age of people that are, um, you know, listening to your show and, and, you know, that they might be interested in, you know, some, some of the services that we have to offer. And, you know, that was kind of intriguing. And, and that's what we do is if somebody's interested in advertising with you, um, the thing about you is you're going to tell them if it's a good fit for them or not. You know, I know you've got several advertisers uh, now that, that have all kinds of services. Uh, we listen to you as much as we can, uh, you know, from heating and cooling to, you know, promotional services to auctions, appraisals, and real estate to, you know, uh, some other real estate agents that have advertised on there, you know. So you've got a lot of services, but, you know, your show's growing because um, – and I don't want to pat you on the back too hard, but your show's growing because you're genuine and you really are conservative, not bitter. And, mm-hmm. and you know, in, in the markets that I work, I do have some, you know, I do have some uh, people that I work with and I'm around that, that don't have the same beliefs or don't believe the way that I do. And I'm not mad at them for it. You know, I mean, if if that's the great part about freedom, that's a great part about this country. Just because that's I don't right. believe the same way you do doesn't mean I don't have to like you or, mm-hmm. I, or I'm mad at you or I don't want to talk to you or I don't want to hang out with you or conversate or go to dinner or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm the type that as I've, I've matured as a, as a human being and even in my faith is I enjoy listening to other people's perspective. I'm not going to maybe agree with you, uh, but I'm also not going to yell at you and slam the table and get up and leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think that's what's great about our our, our world that we live in, especially in the, the freedom of the United States. And I think folks, you know, get wrapped up in the fact that if you don't believe the way I do, you're wrong. Well, you can be wrong and still be my friend. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I think we need to get past that and and maybe get get away from some keyboard warriors. No, we got a lot of that. Yeah, I see that every once in a while. And I I gotta ask you. I didn't mean to chat this long, but it's been interesting to me. What you, you do, Barrett Jackson? I didn't even ask <laughs> this. So talk about that. Real. I'm sure that's something that's of interest to our audience. I mean, I've literally turned on the television and seen you at the podium auctioning off these. I don't know, tens of thousand dollars of cars. And one time, I I don't know if you remember this. I actually called you. You picked up your phone. As you were auctioning a car, a car or something off, and you actually said to me, "Hey, Huffer, I'll call you right back." And then you got right back into your auction. I was totally <laughs> impressed by that. So I think it was at, I think it was at a Barrett Jackson. Maybe I was wrong, but maybe talk about that for a minute. I probably didn't answer my phone at Barrett Jackson. Okay, so it was <laughs> like that. But uh, you know, um, I work for uh, a company called Mast Auctioneers, and one of my good friends, uh, Joseph Mast, uh, owns that, and he's the lead auctioneer at Barrett Jackson. And and it's kind of a a neat story. He and I met. 15, 18 years ago through a mutual car dealer, he was selling, um, I think he was selling Ford motor credits in Detroit and I was selling GMACs in Indianapolis. And there was a fellow car dealer that said, Hey, you need to hang out with this guy. We were going to the world automobile auctioneers championship. You know, I just hung out with him and then, you know, I got an opportunity to work at, at Barrett Jackson through a guy out of Chicago, Illinois, uh, Shane Ratliff, one of my mentors, 
um, he had a daughter who was having a procedure and he said, man, they need somebody. And I, I put your name forward. So I went out there and worked. Uh, and then a few years later, Joseph kind of became the lead guy there. And he's like, Hey, I think, uh, I think this will work out for us. Let's, let's do it. So yeah, I, I, I get a, a really cool opportunity to go out there and, and work with, in, in my opinion, the best auction crew in, in the United States, uh, in the world. In, in fact, with the professional ringmen that they have out there, the guys seeking the bids and doing that to the, the, uh, the announcers and, and, you know, even the clerks and, and getting to work with, you know, world champions. I think everybody that's, that's on that main auction crew is a world champion. You know, Andy White's one of them. He's a three-time world champion. Shane Routes, a world champion. Joseph Mass, a world champion. I'm a world champion. So, you know, just to be included in that group is 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 such a, a neat opportunity. And our next one's in in Scottsdale and mm-hmm. Arizona in the middle of January, which is kind of nice to get Not out of here in the middle time, of right? January, yeah. seventy and sunny. So yeah, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of neat opportunities that the auction business has allowed me to to do. I work for uh, Jeff Martin Auctioneers. Uh, you know, they've got five locations for heavy equipment. Work for National Power Sports Auctions. I mean, I, I'm I'm really blessed when it comes to that. You know, I. I uh, my mom always said I'd, I'd sit on my butt and run my mouth for a living, and she was right. So I'm in the I'm in the auction business now. That but I appreciate right. you bringing that up. That sounds right. But man, I you know I, I don't know if people realize, and I'm going to pat you on the back, but you're really one of the actual absolute best at this craft right here. Yeah, I know you can cringe, but this is right here in Central Indiana's backyard. You're not far from Indianapolis. You know, if folks can't get there, they can bid online and. Um, I, I, I'm grateful for what you've done to help us, TJ. And it's just, it's good to hear that we've helped you grow as well. So well, I appreciate that. I, I don't know about being one of the best. I'm just, I'm just really blessed. And I've got a, I got a great auction crew. I want to you know, talk about them a little bit, whether it gets on the show or not, but you know, the guys back home just working their, working their tails off every day to make sure our clients are taken care of and we're getting top dollar for their asset and it's set up and it's cleaned up and it's done right. I mean, I, I've been uh, been surrounded by great people my whole life, and that's really what's got us to the next level. So thanks for right, having that, me. And that's a good point too for folks that are thinking of maybe having an estate auction. It's not just attending your auctions; they could they could contact you about doing that as well. Yep, free auction consultations. We can do the appraisal forum if the auction method doesn't work. We can list it conventionally for them. I mean, you know, we're here to help folks. You know, maximize their dollar and and you know take all the pressure and all the stress off of them. There's a lot of folks who just we go sign the auction contract and they give us the keys whether they're you know they're out of town. A, a parent had passed or a relative had passed they're out of town we meet with them sit down free consultation uh, they just give us the keys to the house they sell all the personal property sell the real estate and it, and then send us a check and and we do that a lot and uh you know we've we've been in the same location since like 1950 so mm. uh, we're not going anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon at least i hope not <laughs> well good well that's tj for you tj i appreciate it man thank you for coming in here first time we've done a face-to-face man this is this is uh new for me as well but uh, it's a good uh, good to have you on the show i appreciate you i appreciate you buddy and uh, good luck on all your endeavors and god bless mike same to you tj freegy owner freegy and freegy auctions and marketing you're listening to the home of conservative not bitter talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute <laughs> Welcome back. So appreciate, um, look, I appreciate you getting us to this point in 2000 and soon to be 2020. And I hope that you've enjoyed getting to know some of our advertisers here um, who have helped made the second, who have helped make the second hour possible. So I'm, uh, again, this is a different type of program for the day. And um, look, we've got a lot of stuff to get into here after the beginning of the year. But I think it's always good to kind of take a a moment, take a deep breath, uh, show some gratitude, some appreciation, paint the picture of where we're going, and 
bring some folks uh, into the mix, introduce them to you. And this is just some of them. There's lots of, there's actually lots more. Some of them you've already heard from, uh, some others you may hear from in the future. Um, and I'm grateful. So when we get back, I got to take a timeout because the interview with Freegi, you can't get Freegi and I together without uh, long-windedness taking over. But when we get back, I want to share one more quick thing that I think you might find interesting here on New Year's Eve 2019. You're listening to the Home of Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I thought, you know, I've thought long and hard about whether or not I was going to do this. And I decided I was, I decided to do this, decided to mention what I'm about to mention to you. And that is <laughs> today, today is my birthday. Now I only bring this up. I only bring this up because, because I like to say a line. I like to say a line that my good friend J dot says, which that is this. I'm going to be 42. Actually, I am 42 today, but I've still got the body of a 41-year-old. So that being said, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, New Year's Eve is my birthday. And I'll tell you really quickly, really quickly. I was born, believe it or not, four minutes till midnight in 1977. My dad tells this story. There's a lot of drama to it. But effectively, in a nutshell, my dad tells us he was given the choice between the first baby of the year or the tax deduction. So when my dad tells this, of course, the doctor complies with my dad's de- uh, desire to have the uh, tax deduction. So there you have it. Born at 1156. Guys, have a great new year. Talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs> 